Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. I hope that you are having a great start to your day. I'm Jill Lowry, and I'm just so thankful that you have joined me today for Real Life, Real People Radio. Before we get started, I just want to thank you for listening, and I want to thank our sponsors. Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center, thank you, Dr. Brian Nichols and your staff for sponsoring Real Life, Real People Radio. And also the individuals who sponsor us, we just thank you so much. Couldn't do it without our sponsors and you, our listeners. So we are entering a new month, the month of October, and um, it's fall, and it's just such a great season. I love the fall. I love the newness, the newness in the air, this, the crispness, this, the coolness. Just It's just exciting time. And so what I thought I would talk about this whole month is new life in Christ and how we can feel that new life when we are in Christ. So what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to talk about what new life in Christ means and why we would want to be new in Christ. And then the rest of the month, I will be bringing in people who will talk about their experiences with new life in Christ. Um, one of them is was baptized recently in Christ, and she's going to be talking about her experience with that. And another one about just being united with Christ, having a fresh start, a clean slate, and what that means in her life. And then one that will talk about how we can bring Christ in our homes and that He will be present with us wherever we go. So I hope that you will enjoy this series um, of new life in Christ. But before I get started, I would like to invite all of you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. I'm going to open us in a word of prayer and then we will get started this morning. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you that you give us new life in you. That when we find you, when we put off our old self and put on you, that we will have that life of joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. All the fruits of the Spirit will be available to us if we will trust you, Lord, and just seek you, seek the new life that is found in you. So Lord, today, help us all to hear what you want to share with us as we talk about new life. And we go into the scriptures and read some of these words that you have shared with us so that we know what new life means. So Lord, thank you for today. We rejoice in this day that you have made. And we thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I would like to start today by just talking to you a little bit about um, what it means to be raised to walk in newness of life. And I want to start with a scripture from 2 Corinthians 5.17. And a lot of you have probably heard this scripture. If not, listen, it's so good. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. So if we are in Christ, we are a new creation, and we have new life in Christ. 
Our old self is gone and the new is here. Someone described it to me in this way. And they said, um, it's like taking off an old garment, an old coat that you have. Um, maybe you're, you're getting dressed, ready for the new fall season, and it's a little cool in the air, and you, you grab a, an old jacket. And you look at it, it's tattered and torn and maybe dirty, and it just it just has kind of lost its newness. And, and so you realize, you know, this kind of looks dated. It looks old. I think... I think I want to take that off and put on something new that that really um, will keep me warm because this old coat won't keep me warm anymore. And so you put on your new coat and you walk out and you just feel different. You feel fresh. You feel like you are warm and inside and out. And so that's the Christ putting his arms around you. That coat is Christ wrapping his love around you because we all need more love. And I have had the best gift this this season. I have a new granddaughter. And the first time I laid eyes on her, I just, I saw God. I saw his love. And it was just one of the most beautiful, beautiful expressions of of love and and I could just feel God's new life in this little new life coming inside of me. And so I want to tell you that we can have new life as a Christian over and over again, moment by moment. We can experience this new life that he wants to give us. And it is a life full of the fruit of the spirit. And so those are found in Galatians chapter 5. So I'd like to go ahead and read that for you. So when you are putting on Christ, you're going to be walking in love, in joy, in peace, in patience, in kindness, in goodness, in faithfulness, in gentleness, and self-control. And that is how you will know you are new in Christ. Things may come your way that aren't good. I mean, there's still evil in the world. There's still problems. There's still situations that you're going to face that you don't like. But you can put on that love. You can love those who have hurt you. You can love those who have have offended you. And you can have joy. When you are new in Christ, you walk around with joy all the time. Because joy is something that cannot be taken away from those who have chosen Christ and, and are walking with Him. And there's a peace that passes all understanding. When you are in Christ, you have a peace no matter what's going on in your life because you know that you are in Christ and that He has you and He will be with you and He will help you. He will give you new strength for whatever you're facing. He will turn your mourning into joy and when you are in Christ and you have that peace. And then being patient. I know that is one thing that's hard, especially in this world. We want things now. We don't want to wait. I mean, we can order things and have them delivered almost the next day if we order online. We don't are not used to waiting, but we can have a patient endurance for others, a a forbearance. We can learn how we need to um, listen more and, and, and be calm and just not 
always have to think about what we need, but be patient with what someone else needs. And of course, then there's kindness and goodness. And when we are in Christ, we find ourselves wanting to do what Christ wants us to do. We find ourselves wanting to be kinder and and do things out of love and in the goodness that comes with being in Christ. There's a gentleness also that comes when we're in Christ. We just are more gentle with our conversation and our words and with our actions, and we just have more of an understanding maybe of what the other person may be going through. We listen, and we don't always have to talk. And then, of course, faithfulness. When you are in Christ, there's a faith that wells up in you and grows day by day. And it's a faith that believes no matter what our eyes see. It's a faith that we can lean on in the toughest of times and in the best of times. And then, of course, there's self-control. We aren't tempted the same way as we were when we were not in Christ. We can have self-control to do the things that He wants us to do. So when we are in Christ, we can put on our new self, and we can be more like God in true righteousness and holy holiness. So I want you to think, what can you put on? What do you want to put on in your life? Of all those qualities that I mentioned, of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, which those are found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. If you want to open your Bibles and open it to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and you can read those. And then answer the question for yourself, what do I want to put on? And how can I do that? Well, what you can do, first of all, is if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the first step. If you don't have a relationship with Him, you need to start there and get on your knees wherever you are, pray, pray and tell God that you know you're a sinner and that you know He died for you and that Jesus Christ came so that you can be free from your sins and that you can walk in this new life. Jesus died and resurrected and is alive for you. And He will be alive in your heart if you say yes to Him and you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So that's the first step. If you haven't done that, that is so imperative. I remember when I made my confession of faith and when I decided to to do that, and it was when I was 18 years old, and in church one Sunday, I had been going to a particular church where I lived and was attending every Sunday and kept hearing some things that I knew, well, I just don't know that I know this Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know that I've truly invited Him to live in my heart. And I remember one Sunday, it's just something clicked. I just felt something move inside me. Now I know it was the Holy Spirit convicting me and telling me, it's time, Jill. It's time to say yes to Jesus and to follow Him and decide to follow Jesus. In fact, it was during that song, which was sung every Sunday as kind of an invitation hymn, I've decided to follow Jesus. I knew it's time. And and so I made that choice to follow Jesus. And 
then was baptized shortly thereafter at Trinity Baptist Church in San Antonio, Texas. And um, I just, I, I remember that like it was just today. And it was just beautiful. When you make that public profession of faith and you are baptized into new life and you come out of the water, you just feel new. It, it's, it's different. I hope that all of you have or will experience that. It's just, it's amazing. It is amazing. So the first step is to acknowledge that you're a sinner and that Jesus died for you and confess with your mouth that he is Lord and Savior and that you want to believe and invite him in your life. That's the first step to being new in Christ. And then it continues. You've made that decision and now what? It's time to be discipled. And how you can do that is, is... becoming more like Jesus, reading his word, reading what about Jesus and, and how much he loves you in, the, in this Bible, opening your Bible, studying it, finding people who can help you, who can mentor you or disciple you to understand the scriptures and to apply them to your life. And, and so that would be the second step is to get in the word and to day by day, moment by moment, trust him. And, and want to do what God has called you to do. Because He wants you to have new life with Him and to reflect His glory, to reflect the beauty that He has given you and through this new life. And then praying, talking to God, telling Him what is on your heart, and knowing that He hears you and He listens and He will answer you. That is so amazing to know that. I mean, there's been so many prayers that he will has answered for people that I talk to all the time. And I love to hear these praise reports when they say, I prayed and a bunch of us prayed and this is what happened and this is what God did. And we give God the glory for every single answer. So when you pray, you're going to be new in Christ because he's going to continue to show you moment by moment ways that you can be more like him. And these qualities of God will come forward in your life. And then after you have put been renewed in the spirit of your minds and you put on your new self, you are going to feel so different. It's, it's a renewal. It's a restoration. It's, it's, a transformation of who you are, and it is so glorious. I've talked to many people who have experienced this, and they just look different. On the outside even, they just reflect His glory. They're so excited. They're so eager to go and do and serve. So that's another way that we can be new in Christ, is instead of thinking of ourselves and what we need, we ask God, what do you want me to do? How can I respond to that person? What can I do? How can you use me, Lord? And then they go do it. Because that's important too, is that when you are new in Christ, you're not going to live like you did before in selfish ways, but you are going to want to serve the Lord and to serve Him with all of your heart. And not to get accolades or attention, but to serve Him because you want to please the Lord, and you want to do what you are called to do. Every day is a gift, so we need to find purpose in every moment that we've been given. 
So think about it. Who today do you need to call? Who has been on your heart that you can reach out to, maybe by a call or by text or an email? Who is it that God has put on your heart that maybe you need to forgive? Who has God put on your heart that you need to love? Who has God put on your heart that you need to pray for? Maybe someone has hurt you or offended you and you have just stopped talking to them. Well, maybe God is wanting you to reach out to Him first in prayer and ask for forgiveness and and forgive that person so that Christ can forgive you and then move on by reaching out in the way that God shows you. So that's going to lead me into the next discussion. You put on the new, but before you put on the new, we have to take off the old. And so I've kind of gone backwards. I like to talk about positivity first and the newness of Christ. But now let's go and talk about how you put off the old. And so what I'm going to do is read from Ephesians chapter 4. And it talks about um, putting off the old self. And so I'm going to begin reading here in chapter 4, verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice of every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ." assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self, created in the likeness of the true righteousness and holiness. So we, when we know about Jesus, when we believe in him and we know the truth, our hearts become soft, and we put off our old self. And in verse 25, it says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And don't be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. And then it goes on to say, don't let any corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only what is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Oh, how do we need to hear this today? Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only what is good for building people up. If we could do more of that in this world, it would be a better place. And then it goes on to say in verses 30, 31, and 32, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So you might want to go back and read this Ephesians 4 and read about the new life in Christ. And so it tells us in there that things we are to put off, if you remember, it talks about those things. 
And so think about this. What do you want to put off? What things from your past, what sinful habits or things that you know aren't of God that may be something that's not right, what are those? What can you put off? A lot of times if you kind of fall asleep, sometimes you, you know, you, you're, you're, as you're praying and you, then you, you drift off to sleep after you pray, you can hear God speak to you in His voice and you just things pop into your mind from the Holy Spirit. And one time this happened and I kept hearing 431, 431, 431, and I didn't know what that meant. So I was opened my Bible, and I had been reading Ephesians. And so here it was, 431. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And I was thinking, okay, is that a way for new life and, and new attitudes? And I was like, well, I don't think that I've been that way. But, you know, sometimes we we get bitter we get angry with the way people have treated us we we want to um gossip or or maybe say things that we shouldn't and this grieves the holy spirit and so as i was praying i really feel like the lord was speaking to me and saying you need to put off your old self things that have from your past your past sins and put those off to put on more of me and so this is what I want to say to someone that might need to hear this today. God is going to deliver you and help you to put off those things. Past deliverance will give you present confidence, and that will be God's confidence. And so if you need more confidence, put off the past things that have held you captive, that have prevented you from being delivered and new in Christ because we can walk in newness of life when we put off those things that are holding us down. Remember the old coat that I talked about, the one that was stained and tattered and torn and not warm. Put that off. Put it off. Throw it away. Throw it away and put on the new coat that God gives you. And and this is a coat of goodness and love, and peace, and joy, and patience, and kindness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. And when you do, you will be able to walk by the Spirit. You will be able to be delivered from those past things that have held you down. And then tell of His goodness. Tell others what God has done in your life. And that's a way that you can shine His glory and reflect the glory of God. So what I will be doing is bringing in people the rest of this month who will tell their stories, who will be able to reflect God's glory in their stories of what they have been through, some hard times that they've been through, and the ways that they have had to put off some things in their life to put on Christ. And you know, Christ gives us a new way of life. He will actually give us a fresh start, new purpose, and a new destiny, new relationships, new identity, and new hope. And I know right now we're all looking for more hope. And so let's bury the bad, bury things that have caused us to not be new in Christ. The old sin, the old habits that have kept us from following him and let's 
put on the new, the new way of walking and newness of life. And when we do, we will be raised to walk in newness of life. Romans 6.34, we participate in Christ's death and resurrection when we are buried with him by baptism into death and raised to walk in newness of life. I love this. I found it recently as I was reading my Bible. I found these verses in Romans chapter 6, and it totally relates to what I've been talking about today is when we bury the things that have brought us away from the Lord and we come forward with new, then we will be free. And this comes from Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Let me read it again. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So let's walk with Jesus in newness of life. We have been created for good works. We have been created in his image. We have been created to walk in a way that reflects his glory. So through his death and and resurrection, we can walk in newness of life, day by day, moment by moment, and actively walk to reflect all the glory that he gives us. So today, walk in a new way, put on the new, and take off the old, and you will be new in Christ. I hope that you have heard something today that will encourage you on your journey. Don't be discouraged if you're not there yet. Don't be discouraged if you still don't quite understand or you're not ready. But I just want to encourage you to be ready. These days are short, and we don't know when we will breathe our last breath. So seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek what He wants for you. And he wants all of us to be new in him. Go back and read 2 Corinthians 5, chapter 17. Read Ephesians chapter 4. And you will read about what it means to be new in Christ. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I just pray for everyone listening today that they have heard something that has spurred them on and encouraged them to want to be new in you, to put on the likeness of you in all goodness and holiness and put off the old self. And Lord, I just pray that each person would find you fresh again and newly and would put on whatever they need to put on and take off whatever they need to take off so that they they can be new in Christ, created just how you want them to be so they can reflect your glory. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share what you have put on my heart today about being new in Christ. And Lord, thank you for this newness of life that you have given us. And we are raised to walk in newness of life when we are with you. Lord, we thank you, and we love you, and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved.